Well, howdy, y'all. This episode of South of Scruffy Podcast is brought to you by Cosmetic. Cosmetic CBD-infused hemp pain cream helps ease aches, pains, inflammation, and arthritis by using their proprietary CBD formula. Cosmetic CBD hemp pain cream naturally fights inflammation in achy muscles and joints. Rub it deep into an achy muscle for instant relief. Each bottle of Cosmetics Hemp Pain Cream is infused with 400 milligrams of their proprietary CBD solution. You can get 20% off of your entire cosmetic order by going to Cosmedicated.com. That's C-A-U-S-E, Medicated.com, and using promo code SOS20 at checkout. That's SOS20. Be kind to your skin with Cosmetics Hemp Pain Cream. All right, let's do the podcast. Welcome into SOS Podcast, friends. My name is Ben Fields. This is my podcast. Thanks for being here. We got a good one today. Kelsey Walker is here. Singer-songwriter Kelsey Walker. The voice of an angel. Her songs are in there, man. The delivery's in there. The melodies are in there. The message is in there. Man, we had a good chat. It's only the second time I've ever uh, met Kelsey talk to her. But I am uh I'm happy to say that I can call her a friend now. She's a hell of a person, hell of a creative mind, a musical mind. Some of you have uh reached out about the big news that we announced on uh Patreon last week. New things are coming for South of Scruffy as we close in on episode 100. If this sounds a little cryptic and you don't know what I'm talking about, then uh, check out the Patreon, patreon.com/southofscruffy. You can find out there. Mary Ellen in South Carolina knows what I'm talking about. Josh in Los Angeles knows what I'm talking about. Uh, last week's episode of the podcast uh, with Kristen Magny was very well received. And uh, many of you guys have started calling me Pigpen after that episode, which I don't really appreciate at all. But uh, to be honest, I'm just, you know, happy for the engagement from the new listeners. And I hope that, uh, I hope that you guys feel at home here. As we uh, continue to get to know these guests and the community of badasses who are kind and brave enough to uh, come darken the door of the South of Scruffy shop every week. But uh, me and Kelsey Walker had a great conversation as we uh, we tried to avoid tiptoeing around some tough and taboo subjects uh, while still, you know, also bringing you guys that unfiltered, meaningful, informative, conversational standard. So let's check it out. You want to do it? Let's do it. Let's go. Here's me and Kelsey Walker. We're doing the pop cast. Yeah. Sure, it all sounds good. You don't have to wear those if you don't want to, but you can. If you want to look um, official, feel I official. Oh. That way, I can really hear my voice crackle. You have like a really great speaking voice. Thank you. Um, I I strained my voice at my last show, which was on Sunday, and it's just now like normal <laughs> again i used to like it when i'd get sick and have that like uh-huh. cool that cool voice yeah i just didn't talk to anyone for but also i work at pretentious where i i serve beer sometimes and so it's like i have to talk to people and so yeah. anyway i was like chugging water that's like the only way <laughs> could, could you do a show right now with your voice like it is yeah you could mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah this is actually like better 
Oh, so much better. It's still a little like, hey, take it easy. <laughs> Don't really. Start. But I played at Barley's the other night and it was my full band. And so many people came and people were like dancing and singing along. And we did a cover of a, of the Killers song, All These Things I've Done. Mm. And oh, I bet that was fun. It was so fun and so hilarious because <laughs> people like, so people were like getting into it. And then um, there was this girl who, um, her name's Anne, and she's like my, my friend's sister. And I like kind of knew of her. And then the next thing I know, in like the middle of the song, she's like clearing the dance floor, like doing this clogging sort of dance. <laughs> and I literally was just like, this is phenomenal. This is everything that I wanted to show. And so like we kind of like broke down the song and I asked her her name. And um, and then I was like to the crowd, I was like, Anne's going to teach you how to dance right now. Everyone's going to dance like Anne. But if you're not, I'm mad at you. And it was like everyone just started dancing. It was so she fun. People impromptu clogging for the first time at Barley's. Yes. To a killer's cover. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's like, you know, just what we need after after the uh, pandemic is just like clog it out. Yeah, know? man. That's uh, <laughs> f- uh, first off, you're the first person that's ever brought me coffee to the podcast. <laughs> So thank you so oh, much. You're welcome. Yeah, we usually do them at night though. So you uh, know, that's, yeah, that's. <laughs> if you'd have brought why. if you'd have brought beer, I, I was about been to like, say oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's that would have been my move. Yeah. But it's <laughs> yeah, it's nine o'clock morning. in the morning. Yeah, so yeah, we, that would have been that still would have been a cool move. Like, it it would have oh, been bold. Yeah, you want? I did have a guy. <laughs> I did have a guy bring. I think it might still be here. He brought that bottle of Patty's. I think it's. I think it's. Oh yeah, a whiskey. Yeah. He brought that at like ten in the morning and then started just pouring a couple. And I was like, yeah, fine. Sure. Let's cool, do it. Cool. Yeah. Let's go. Good <laughs> no, morning. No problem. <laughs> I can hang. Yeah. <laughs> you like call everything else like the rest of your day and I'm, you're like, I can't. Yeah. I, um, yeah just, I'm sick. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Nap time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, so I, it's funny. I, I, I'm going to tell you the story because I think it's, I don't know. I, I've been thinking about it. When mm-hmm. when we first met, it was when the pandemic first started. Yeah. And Joe Fox and I think it was uh, Garrett and Kent, born and raised, a bunch of people got together. Jeff Dale, Jeffrey Dale Alejandro at Ollie B mm-hmm. got together and did the local love box thing yeah. to kind of try to help, uh, you know, support restaurants that were closed, but also kind of replace that uh, dinner and a show thing that we were all missing in mm-hmm. March and April of yeah. last year. And you were you were one of the the artists that yeah. that we filmed for that, and it was right after I had started the podcast, and I I, I distinctly remember like I had this surreal moment when we were shooting. I was like, this is this is fantastic, <laughs> and like the, the, it, I was looking through the monitor, and I, I felt like I was watching like Austin City Limits or something oh, like that. Gosh, like it was that real? Cool. It was good, and it was uh, I think thanks. it was during your. Uh, uh, one of your originals or uh, that you did the crowded house cover. Oh yeah. That yeah. was super fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I remember distinctly thinking like, I just, I can't be the guy that runs around asking everybody to just be on my podcast, everybody <laughs> that I meet. So I didn't ask you that day uh-huh. and I was hoping it would come back around and yeah, it finally yeah. did. It did. Here, here we are. I know. And you, and it, I see you're out, you're out there working. You're out there doing it again. Yeah. Did you yeah. have, did you have to slow down during, during COVID? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It what'd, was painful. What'd you do? Um, well, uh, zoom shows. <laughs> I, I tried some stuff out and, um, seemed like nobody really figured it out, figured yeah. out how to do the, like, how uh-huh. do we still, 
how do we still get our music to the people? Yeah. Some, some of the artists that I follow, they, um, I feel like figuring it out was probably, um, like Angel Olsen is one of my favorite artists of all time. And she would do like these live streams from like, like different churches and stuff. And it was like something special and sell tickets for it. And it's like, I felt, I feel like that was kind of Mm. figuring it out, but also on the other side of things, I feel like that's still not figuring it out because it's still not the thing, you know? And I remember at the very beginning, because you like, I don't know, I'm, I've been doing music in Knoxville for around three or four years, something like that, but Mm -hmm. I still feel very new at it. Mm -hmm. I'm still just starting to like be able to book places. Um, Some name recognition starting to happen. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. Um, But so because of that, I felt like I had all of this to lose, like this momentum. Like Mm. I had just finished up my first like month long tour. It went really, really well. Um, I didn't go broke (laughs) and, um, and I got to play in like, I think it was 15 cities that I had never played before and it actually went really well. Um, and so there was all of this, like just excitement, um, and growth. And then I actually was about to the, the week that it all kind of hit. I was supposed to fly out to the West coast for another tour. I was going to just like hop in a buddy's car and we were just going to like, uh, drive pretty much like San Diego to Portland and like play for a week out there. Um, and then I was going to like hang out in Portland for a little bit with some friends and had to decide that's probably not a good idea because in the, in the beginning, I I don't know if you remember like it just being foggy and just kind of being like, we don't really know what it's going to be like. And, yep. um, and I remember texting my friend that lived in Portland and I was like, Hey, like, how is it? Should I come? Like, I'm confused. There seems to be some worry, yeah. <laughs> which in hindsight is like laughable. Well, yeah. You know, um, Pacific Northwest was the first spot to get hit. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And, um, one day she texted, like she texted me back and she's like, yeah, things are fine. And literally the next day she's like, don't come. Yeah. Things are getting weird. Yeah. And so like canceled, canceled that at a couple other shows. And it was like this slow pain because I usually try to, to like book shows at least like four to six months out. Right. Um, and sometimes longer, but it was like this every month. There was like more cancellations. And I was also watching that happen to my friends. Yep. But they're like, we're not going to go on this tour. We're not going to. And it was like this. I have chills right now because it felt like such this time of grief. Yeah. Um. So there's like that that's going on. And then you're like trying to pick up the pieces. And I'm like staring at my phone. I had just moved into a house and I was there alone at the time. Mm. I didn't have roommates yet. And so I was just like. Staring into my phone, playing songs <laughs> and like seeing people gradually like, like come onto the, the live stream, but also like just being alone, really. Uh, oh, you were playing, you, you were live streaming yourself? Yeah, oh. I would like live stream yeah. on like Instagram or, yeah. or something. Cause I'm like, I was supposed to do a show. And so, like, you're, so you're alone in your house. Yeah. Yeah. Live streaming yourself. Yeah. Trying not to lose it. Trying to make it like trying to figure it out, yeah. you know? And um 
And so literally there was like just this gradual, it just felt like a gradual like loss and like accumulation of like different griefs going on. Um, and trying to fix it by like looking into my phone and and realizing that like, that's not the thing. And Mm. it never was, you know, and it's cool that we have that. But it's not a replacement. It's not a replacement. Yeah. 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 And I think that we can feel it now in the ways that we're all like coming back to life. But it was like, I did some covers, put them on YouTube and I tried to live stream, but I would like kind of get like, like sad and um, a little like (laughs) frustrated and mad about it all. Cause I'm like, I know what I want to do. And like, this isn't it. And this is all that I have right now. And so it was like, and then getting like actual opportunities to even like do something like what you were talking about with the local love box. Like it was like, there was moments of like, okay, like we're still doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Keep keep this Uh thing going. Yeah. And so I think it was just kind of like holding on to hope that like it still exists and everybody's mental health seemed to take a little bit of a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wonder like in, in your position, like you said, you built this momentum. Like you, you understand that you haven't been doing this forever. You're, mm-hmm. you've just, you've been slowly growing for however long, three or four years at the yeah. time. Like, how'd you hold up? Like what yeah. was there panic going oh, on of yeah. like, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to lose all this momentum. Yeah. Um, and, and it's really cool kind of, I mean, Cause it was like over a year of our lives, you know? So it's like, um, cool to look back and see kind of like lessons learned and also Mm. see like where I am now, because at the time it did feel like it it felt very complicated because you look out into the world and you see tangible loss all over. Mm. Um, and you see like, Everything that's going on in other conversations of like just bickering and so so much like yeah. just a wild time yeah. like still there. It was a crazy extent. political like, time, right? Yeah, People yeah. were kind of pitted against each other mm-hmm. a little bit. Every, yeah, everybody was bickering is a yeah. nice nice way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's crazy because I I feel like there were all of these levels of loss for everyone right you know so it's like okay i lost a little tour and some momentum and some plans um and then at the same time like i like lost some family members to covid Mm. and um and like all of these different things and um so it was just this time of absolute grief Mm -hmm. um for my music career it was interesting. I I wrote a song because that's what I do. And I wrote a song that was like this hypothetical, like goodbye to, um, to what I've been doing. Really? Uh, to, yeah. your, to your career? Yeah. Yeah. And your passion? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's called Four Years and Some Days. And um, I wrote it and I put it on YouTube and I never played it again because it's just kind of like mm. it was a hypothetical goodbye. And I decided to like, you know, not <laughs> quit. But I I felt like I had that fear in me and I needed to get it out. And I also had a hunch that like other people might have that. And um, so it was just kind of like 
my effort to um, take care of myself and kind of like that grieving process is to like I wrote, I wrote that song and um, and really like it, but it's like again I'm I'm not really ever gonna play it or record it or anything because it's like not. I don't know. It was my, my truth at the time, but you know, it's just. Well, maybe it was good enough. Maybe that. Maybe just saying goodbye yeah. in a song uh-huh. was was good enough to not actually have to yeah. carry it out. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, like, but it it gave me like this sense of closure if I needed it. Yeah. Um, which was cool because I didn't know like there was a time that we were like, are we ever gonna get out of here? We don't know. Yeah. Um, and so. I kind of just like played out what it would be like to actually have to say goodbye to Mm -hmm. the thing that I love. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think because I allowed myself to feel those feelings that now that it's back, I'm kind of like, (laughs) I I care a lot less about so many small things Mm. and I'm kind of like, all right, like let's get to it. I already like, it's almost like nothing to lose. Yeah. At this point, because I've like done that. Whereas, You've already lost it. Yeah. Which is cool, though, because <laughs> yeah. I remember I actually read um, a journal entry that I had when I was on tour. I think I was like in Texas or something. And it was like so fun, such a good feeling. And at the end of the uh, the journal entry, it just was like this little paragraph about how badly I didn't want it all to like end, which is hilarious. Cause yeah. literally like, that's what um, happened. a month later, but like, but there was always like this small fear, you know, there was always this, how long do I get to do this? Yeah. How do I make the right steps? Yeah. And the fear was ultimately realized, I guess. Yeah. But temporarily and, it seems like. Yeah, exactly. And, and now it's like, I don't, live there anymore yeah it's you know yeah. like i just get to do the thing i love yeah, yeah. which is cool a little gratitude <laughs> yeah appreciation yeah, exactly for it. Yeah. yeah and so i was cool. really nervous that live music was not going to come back in the same way that it did before but now that it mm. was before but now i feel like it it will and it might mm-hmm. like i thought that these new ways of doing things i thought drive-ins i thought streaming oh, yeah, i yeah, thought yeah. that stuff was going to be like going to be like a lot of other things that we mm-hmm. realized last year or this year like yeah Wait, maybe, maybe there is a better mm-hmm. way to do it. Maybe like. Well, it's like this evolution that's yeah. just like, here's here's how we do things now. Yeah, maybe to-go like, margaritas are all right. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was worried about, because I love live music, oh just gosh, like, yeah. like so many people do. Mm-hmm. But I was worried that that the way that I loved it was, it was not going to come back. But I don't feel that anymore. I think people yeah. have been dying mm-hmm. to do the thing. Yeah. And like, I've, I've got shows ticketed that I'm going to this summer yeah, and, yeah, and, into, and into the fall mm-hmm. that I'm so excited about yeah. that are, uh, you know, full capacity outdoor shows. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it, it's everybody, th- that thing has still been living inside of people and they're about yeah. to be ready to let it out. It's, it's been cool. Even just, I mean, I've been getting to play in front of people again. Um, I think for about two months ish now, like in some capacity or another, I think the first, the first time I think was, uh, at crafty bastard. They had me out for like a Monday night and, um, and like kind of getting to do that. Like I, I'm kind of just like gigging as much as possible now because it's full band or just by um, yourself. It depends mostly like if I'm playing at a bar or something right now, it's just by myself. Cool. Um, 
And then we played as a band uh, last Sunday for the first time since. Uh, awesome. I guess March of 2020. Was it Albright Grove? Is that where you played? Um, no, that was at Barley's. Oh, I, that, I that did, was the Barley show. Yeah, I did play at Albright the other day, but that was solo. That was solo. Yeah, with Grady. Um, so yeah, I see fun. you and Grady. I, I I didn't know Grady until about a year ago. Zach Roscott brought yeah. him in here. Zach, I'll take over the show every every so often. I oh, have cool. him in like every I don't know couple times a year. Yeah, and and he brings a guest with him in the three gotcha. of us chat. And he introduced me to Grady, and I'm so glad he did. That guy's amazing. Oh my gosh. Grady's one of my best friends. And Is he? Yeah, we. Um, I feel like we kind of grew up together, even really? though it was like a delayed growing up. Like we met each other. Um, we actually like worked at a church together for a while, and that's how we like met each other. Um, and so that's funny. Like I don't know, life takes its twists and turns. And if Grady were here, like <laughs> I don't know, I feel like he could like add on and and be like, we. It, it, it's cool because we met in this format and the church um, format yeah yeah and like and now like aren't necessarily like well we're not we're not worship leaders anymore i'll yeah. just say that dude it's and, crazy i've had so many people on here who yeah. like left that yeah like uh like grady yeah. and you i didn't know that about you mm-hmm, yeah a deem the artist mm-hmm. same same yeah. thing like church was where the the music bug yeah kind of kind of lived and it's the and, whole reason why I picked up a guitar. Really? Uh-huh. In the first place. Wow. Yeah. I always wanted to. Um I would go into my brother's room and like steal his guitar and try to like teach myself how to play, which was awful. Like <laughs> you don't just like <laughs> normal people don't just like know how to like pick it up and, and figure it out. And so I was just like strumming it and it always always like sounding terrible. Um and then my brother like coming into my room and be like what are you doing? <laughs> like, Don't touch my guitar. Yeah, it sounds terrible. It's like, yeah, I don't know how to play. Where, did, did you grow up here? Uh, Maryville. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just down the road? Yeah, yeah, literally down the road from here. Parents, grew up with your parents, yeah. siblings? Yeah, I'm one older brother, Um, and yeah, big family, like, it's like- Like aunts me, and uncles, big yeah, family? Yeah, grandparents living like right down yeah. the road, and so aunts and uncle and then my cousins everybody in the holler honestly yeah really yeah, uh-huh. that's how my fit my that's how yeah. my like <clears throat> grandparents family is mm-hmm. it's, they're all from like big creek in kentucky everybody yeah. lived right there chill how have you really <laughs> like, that's yeah that's my family like the wa- um, the walker clan um so it's no? more like the potter the walker clan is from Sevierville. okay yeah and there's like a lot um a lot of them still learning about that side of the family, which is fun. But they were they were musicians, which mm. I like didn't know until a couple of years ago. Like I have some some people in like that side of uh, that side of my family that uh, would like travel and sing and stuff. So, really? Yeah, that was cool to learn. A little 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 bit in your blood there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These like country music, like singer songwriter stuff, and like. And then your mom's yeah. side is the Maryville side. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, Any so. music in that side of the family? Yeah, um, my mom plays piano. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, she got me. I I wanted to like learn anything music. I was obsessed with music, but I didn't know how to play anything. But I was like always humming a tune in my head. Mm. Um, and at first, I thought I was gonna be a drummer, and so I got like a little drum kit, and which I'm like, oh my gosh, my family 
loves me so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah to let me like, have a drum set in the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. Um, I played the drums too when I was a kid. And yeah. now I realize what just an awful thing that had to be for my family, neighbors. Because and- I wasn't, I was never good. I'm oh, not yeah. a drummer. Like I can keep a beat. But like, even when it's being played well, it's loud. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> to like nothing else. It wasn't like we were like jamming band practice. No, it, it was, was just you. just drums. Yeah. yeah. And um. But anyway, then I was like, I can't really write to this in the way that I want. Mm. Um. And did your mom uh, ever try to get you on the piano? Well, around the same time, like we we had a piano, and I guess I don't know if she noticed that I was like trying to like doodle here and there on that, but um. Around the same time, it was like Christmas. My mom uh, found this keyboard on sale mm. at like Big Lots or something like, um, and she just like got it for me. She's like, "Oh no, you might you might want it." And um, so I started like teaching myself some stuff that I found online, and then she got me piano lessons from there. And it was cool because like I went into it. Um, I told the instructor that I wanted to like make the music that I heard in my head. Oh. Like make it happen, which wow. like started really, really slow, you know, like you're just like learning chords and, and you have to like make the other music first. Um, but it was cool. I really only did that for a year. And once I underst- understood like um, progressions in song and like chord structures and like enough, I just kind of would like um, teach myself keyboard and guitar at the same time. Like I looked up like how to play chords wow. online too. So. Yeah. So you, so you'd write a song on the piano and then figure out how to, yeah, how yeah. To play it on the, and like on now the I pretty much only play guitar. Like I have a really? keyboard, but I don't ever play it like in front of people. I just use it to write. Oh, cool. Yeah. When did you start uh, dropping vocals and writing lyrics Man. on top of this stuff? Yeah. I, I was always writing songs. Um, even when I was like in high school and really? stuff. Yeah. So this is probably my junior year. It's when you started really playing. Yeah. And then like, Played guitar almost decently, like, by senior year. And then, um, yeah, and then I got involved in, like, um, some organizations in college where music was kind of, um, like, a big part of it. Mm. And um, was this church stuff? Yeah, okay. yeah. It was a young life. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I actually was like super involved there. Young for, life for was awesome for for music, and so I remember yeah. doing it in high school. Mm-hmm. Were you a young life leader? Yeah, I was a young life leader for like six years. Did you get a frontier ranch? I I went everywhere, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I actually like played music at young life camps for like. A that's awesome. Solid several years. I mean, I think that's a great, like worship is a great way to get people into music and let mm-hmm. people perform in front of a lot of people. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you look at some of these churches like Cokesbury and things like that. It's mm-hmm. like, I mean, how else are you going to get to play in front of a thousand yeah. people? Yeah. You it, know? Yeah. It, a, a, a lot of, a lot of like, if you have that, <coughs> if you have that, that want and that need to perform, like why not do it yeah. at, at church? Well, it's cool because I don't know. I have, I have like, mixed feelings about some stuff, but it, it's definitely like something that gave me this, this opportunity to step into like what I was doing. There are a lot of people around me that believed in me more than I believed mm-hmm. in myself. Like was kind of a shy kid when it, when it came to music stuff. And, um, and I was like kind of simultaneously like doing 
Young Life stuff and also like getting active at a Vienna coffee house in Maryville for yeah. the open mic. Yeah. Um, and so like, which eventually I started hosting that, which was like really, really fun to kind of. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Then like, you get to be the boss of the open yeah, micers. You're like, like the, you suck. Get out of here. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I only did that like once. I'm, no, no I never did. did that. Never, <laughs> never would I ever. Um, <laughs> just crush someone's soul. Um, it's too much power. Don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it was like, it was cool. I got to travel. Um, and I got to, I got to really, I'll say this. I got to really decide who I want to be as an artist and how, how I want to play and what I want to stand for. And, um, and really kind of develop, um, develop my identity as an artist, I think like through all of that. And, um, and so I think that like I have like some other complicated feelings yeah, <laughs> about, I get it. about it all. But um but I think that like I'm I'm really grateful because I was given a lot of opportunities to like run with something and also I was given a lot of opportunities to play like um like Justin Bieber songs <laughs> or like Taylor Swift to like five hundred kids and be like all right, everybody sing along and all this stuff. And it's funny because I definitely still do that. Like, really? Oh yeah. Literally. I mean, we, I was telling you this earlier, like we, we played a, a killer song at Barley's the other night and the, like, I got so, but I'm not like yeah. that part. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. And I'm just kind of like, I want to hear you. <laughs> like just. You went young then, life on it. Yeah. <laughs> please don't say that (laughs) but yes I did (laughs) but yes uh but it but like it it helped me be comfortable on a stage because like well I was gonna say like it was kind of a great place to find your voice mm -hmm. or find your your musical identity yeah yeah and also like if you don't care what like 300 to 500 high school kids think about you while you're doing something, then you mm. for sure don't care what, what adults think. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you're invincible. Well, because high schoolers are terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, they're they don't they don't want to like you for a minute. So if you win them over with something, yeah. then like that'll give you a confidence. You know. Did you ever have sure. a, did, you, did you ever have a bad moment in front of the uh, in front of the high schoolers where you're like, man, I'm bombing. I am bombing in front of these I high schoolers. I am positive that I did, and I'm also positive <laughs> that I probably repressed that. Ah. <laughs> um, for sure. But I think that that's the thing. Like, if you just learn to not care what, like, and it's funny. I literally wrote a song about this because I believe this so, like, so wholeheartedly is, like, caring less about what others think about you. Yeah. In the name of actually being yourself. Sure. <laughs> and, like, showing up the yeah. way that you're supposed to, like, is... I forget the the who I forget who said it, but I, I read this quote. It's like, "What other people think about you is none of your business." Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of great. Yeah, that is. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. But but yeah, that's kind of like really how I started playing music, though. And then that developed like um, I was still still doing that some and getting more involved in the Knoxville music community. Mm. Um, I met. Some of my best friends today, like just at uh, songwriter showcases, and that's kind of how I formed the band that I play with now gotcha. too. Is like what, just meeting people. What What are some of those songwriting showcases you're talking about? So you said the open mic is at Vienna. Yeah, yeah. So that was then, at Vienna, and then um, 
So Born and Raised Productions, they uh, those guys used to be um, more so known as the Knoxville Music Coalition, mm-hmm. kind of like leading that. And we would have like songwriter showcases uh, for like just new people in the scene. Mm. Um, and so like I did one of those at the open chord. Yeah. Um, that's where I met one of my best friends, Haley LaBelle, mm. um, who like, if you haven't listened to her, she has a couple songs online, but um, her Instagram is hilarious and also like full of like her talent as well. Um, but she's just like a gem of a human and like plays keyboards and like um, and harmonizes for me whenever mm. we play. Full Haley band. LaBelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And um, and so you met her at the open chord. Yeah, I met her there for like the songwriter showcase. I think I did one at Awaken Coffee House in their back room. Um, trying to remember what all we did at first. Do they have, does Awaken have like a faith-based backing like Remedy did? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they do. I'm, I'm not really had, positive, but. Remedy had like Knox Life Church met mm-hmm. in that back room right there. Mm-hmm. And and then I think they moved to the Bijou after a while or something yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. But music was a big part of that too, like yeah. the contemporary kind of stuff. But they were also bolstering the music scene. Yeah. You know, getting people yeah. out there matchmaking mm-hmm, yeah. the open chords pretty awesome right yeah i like it a lot um I, i've never been there still uh do you know sammy mcateer sam mcateer oh he's gosh. he's been on the show um he he, he he runs the place over there at open Chord. Oh, okay. I, does I, all I their met, booking and, yes, and yes. manages the room and all that cool. yeah, yeah yeah but i i, I got it he came over during the pandemic and they really mm-hmm. didn't have a lot going on yeah. Um, but, but it sounds like an awesome yeah. place. They is let it good us room? do. Oh, I, I love the room. It's yeah. really cool. Like, uh, they've got like a little bar in there and then a music shop in the back room. And, um, I was like, it Rick's music. Did it used to be Rick's music or oh, something like I that? I have no idea. I went to Bearden high school at the top of the hill. And I remember that, that room down there was, I, I remember taking, <laughs> I remember taking a guitar, guitar to get repaired there one gotcha. time. I think it yeah. was, I think it was Rick's music. And yeah. then they kind of turned it into a, a venue after a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a cool spot though. Um, we've played a couple shows there. They've gone like really well. Uh, and then they actually invited us to do like a full band live stream during uh, yeah. the pandemic too. So that was like, really really cool gave us all a reason <laughs> yeah well that's <laughs> something that's music. cool about the open chord too is they is they've put all that infrastructure in for video stuff yeah and they were i mean they already had cameras and video switchers and all that mm-hmm. in there and so they were kind of pretty well positioned mm-hmm. when the pandemic hit yeah. to just hook it up to facebook <clears throat> live and and have a and have a fundraiser yeah you know like they yeah, did yeah yeah for sure <laughs> did you play that thing um they did a i forget who i forget what it was for but they uh they did a they did some kind of fundraiser for her. Oh, School of Rock, I think. They did. Oh, yeah. I didn't do that. But. You know about School of Rock? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's like, I got to have Greg in here that that does that thing. Um, Greg Franklin. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, that's like, a, it's just like the movie, right? Like the Jack, yeah, the, yeah. The Jack Black movie. They're, they're, it's like a, an academy for <laughs> yeah. kids. Uh-huh. They're teaching them up right. Yeah, which is so cool. I feel like, um, I feel like there's actually a ton of, a ton of like young well, younger, like middle school and high school kids that like just are popping up and playing like really good music right yeah. now. Um, are they out of that? They come maybe, out of the school, I don't right? Know. Yeah. But there's definitely something going on in Knoxville. Like I, I feel like um, there's there's this festival which I haven't been or anything, but I think um, I think one of my friends 
got to play it this year, but it's like New Ground. It's over, I think it's called New Ground, but it's like over in Farragut and it's like um, at, at a park in Farragut and it's like really just kind of like up and coming bands mm. that like they all just like they bring their own following with them. They're yeah, they're, they're yeah, like, family and friends. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's and it's they crowd. have like a little festival. And that's cool. I'm like, that's so cool. I wish that yeah. I would have had the guts to like pull something like that off whenever yeah. I was a kid. And come on, um, Farragut. Man. <laughs> Three seven nine too far. <laughs> but like but but yeah it's uh it's cool. I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's always a bunch of stuff going on in Knoxville and it's 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 good to know that there's a generation behind you. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, Coming yeah. up because I guess you when you first started you you and and like I, I guess the the Grady Milligan generation and all that like you guys are the you guys were the kids coming up, yeah. like, you know, fresh out of college, mm-hmm. making stuff. Um, but but then you've got the, you know, we talked about there's like this, there's like the the Eric Bakers and the and the uh, and the Cruz Contreras's of the world. They've just kind of seemingly been around forever, mm. and and are and, and then there's almost like you know they're the seniors, and then and then the juniors is <laughs> is, is, is is you and Grady in that generation. Yeah. It's nice that there's some sophomores and freshmen coming up that are making some yeah. noise. I love this town, and I love like I love kind of like the underdog spirit when it comes to music because Nashville's right next door. Yeah, and um, and like years ago, I thought about moving to Nashville, and then I decided that like, which funny south of scruffy but like there is something about knoxville that's just a little bit more like scruffy (laughs) and like underdog and just like scrappy you know that's like like the little we're like the little brother who like maybe doesn't take as many baths as nashville does or something exactly that's perfect that's so good (laughs) um and so i don't know i just like i want for music to like i want for good music to come out of this town and I want for it to exist and just like, and, and I think that there are a lot of people that want this and a lot of people doing really, really solid work to just like, hopefully help like generations of music to come, you know? And like a big one, I would say like born and raised productions, like they have big dreams for this town, like really, really being like a music city. And like, we really already are. There's music almost every night, like somewhere. Um, and and just some of the talent that like comes from here is incredible and it's um i don't know it it it's cool because i i i think like moving to wherever you need to is is good and like i might do it one day who knows yeah. but um but also it's like there's so much like great potential for this city to like really just own what they're doing. And I think that that spirit has kind of like come up in the last couple years, at least like just kind of what I've been able to see. Well, the the outlet is there. If you yeah. want to go play yeah, three or four nights a week, you know, mm-hmm. open mics or, yeah. or, you know, get booked at different rooms, mm-hmm. they're out there. Yeah. So we kind of have the infrastructure in place. If you mm-hmm. want to be a musician, you don't have to go to Nashville mm-hmm. and play an open mic, three open mics a night. Yeah. I and mean, you can, if you want, but we do, it's, it's not like you're just going to sit, sit around and not have a place to, yeah. To practice and practice your art and, mm-hmm. and, and get out there and all that. And it's also, to me, like it's it's a very civilized place to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nashville is blowing up. I love it. I love Nashville. Yeah. I, I like it more and mm-hmm. more, you know, but it also gets bigger. I lived in L.A. for a couple of years. Yeah. So like crowds just aren't 
aren't my mm-hmm. th- my thing. Like especially when I'm driving to work, yeah. I don't I, I don't need it to mm-hmm. take an hour to go ten miles. Yeah. You know? So we've we've kind of got that you know going on here, and it doesn't seem like I don't know. It seems like we're growing a little bit, but mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of people really leave that often. It seems like yeah, you know? yeah, for Just sure because it kind of has um. It, it kind of has what? What did he say? What did uh, Will Wright say? He was like, "It's as it's as you know, small of a city or as big of a town mm-hmm. as you, as you want it to be. Like you can make it whatever you yeah. want. You can have it have your your quiet nights to yourself. Yeah, you know, or you can you know go out and rage seven nights a week. Yeah. It's up to you. It's really true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cool. And I think like there's a lot of like different conversations that I think are going on. Um, that kind of. I think are producing this like really fertile ground for creativity and for artists to really be able to like, to do big things from this city. Like if you think of like uh, the maker city summit type stuff, like on, on that side of things. And then like, and then having things like songwriter showcases Mm -hmm. or like even the breweries, like just, I don't know, like giving musicians an opportunity, like, um, I, like I know that Grady's been, been doing it for a while now, like of, I think crafty bastard, like would hire him to just like go play in people's yards and stuff yeah. like during the pandemic yeah, yeah. and like, and just kind of like this, this, um, I don't know, like all of these different types of businesses really helping each other out. Yeah. And I think that that like, it's, it's just a really collaborative town. Yeah. Um, and you can like, think about that. I know that like, if Zach were here, he would say that about the brewery industry here. Like yeah. I'll say that about like musicians here. Like I love putting on shows with people. I love like getting to play like people being able to play with my band and like, we got to do the uh, Dolly Parton, like the Dolly Fest thing. Oh, what was that? Yeah, so just crazy. I just saw the poster on uh, on my way to work because I work in the old city, and um, it's it was just like Dolly Fest in the old city, and here's some dates, and it was like follow along on Instagram, and I was like, I don't know what this is, but this is everything I need yeah. in life is something called Dolly Fest, and so I like reached out to them. I was like, Hey, I don't know if you have music yet, but I would love to do it. Like I'll sing some Dolly songs. And basically what it was, um, which I thought was like super cool thing. Um, they essentially just invited all of the businesses in the old city to take part if they wanted to and do something Dolly themed. Mm. Um, and so it wasn't like this festival itself putting on all of this stuff. It was just inviting the businesses. The community. Yeah. Kind of- yeah, and I uh, I work at Pretentious, and so I like talked with the owner and um and talked with like the born and raised guys because um, we hadn't done a show in the back since the pandemic. Still haven't. Uh, not until the Dolly Fest thing. Ah. Yeah, and so we were like, how can we do this and people feel safe? Because like it's outside, but it's a little cramped, and so yeah, it's we covered. like <laughs> yeah, we capped uh, all of the ticket sales to like seventy five tickets. Mm. Um, and we we're like, we're going to for sure sell like 75 tickets. So we need two shows. Um, and then we like sold out those sh- two shows in like four days. Mm. So it was just like a, a Dolly Parton cover night. Yeah. And I just like put a band together, uh, of like my friends and 
we covered like 90 minutes of Dolly songs. Um, How fun. It was so, it was the most fun. Did you enjoy it? Did oh, you enjoy learning? Oh my them? gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dolly songs are hard. <laughs> like they're ridiculously hard and so fun to play. M- musically and, or vo- I yeah, mean, vocally, I assume. Both. Yeah. yeah. Both. Um, but like, um, I would say that like three fourths of Dolly songs have a key change, like right mm. in the middle, sometimes more than one. <laughs> right. And so like, um, it was so fun though. Like, we we did that and we we sold out those shows and then added a, a third show awesome. actually which was really fun because it was like I don't know that was like the first thing that made me be like oh live music is back mm. because you had people like dancing and, and damn it Dolly stuff. you did yeah. it again <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> showing up right on time so, <laughs> getting us vaccinated and then like giving us a reason to party <laughs> dude I have to say that that uh, my daughter. Three days before Dolly uh, sang, va- uh, replaced Jolene with vaccine. Uh-huh. My daughter yeah. was running around the house singing. She loves Dolly. Uh-huh. She was she was singing vaccine, Uh-oh. vaccine, vaccine. I was like, is my kid clairvoyant? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe Amazon told, you know, maybe my Alexa to told say, Dolly yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, probably something like that. How, how about Dolly just going to get her vaccine with the with the cold shoulder oh, shirt on, goodness, just like oh, just maybe right, maybe you could put it right here, casual. Yeah. Not gonna mention it. Yeah, just yeah. You I, know, has it all planned out? I'm not. I'm not even gonna bother needing to lift mm-hmm. my sleeve up Mm-mm. to get vaccinated. Uh-uh. Just gonna get a dose of my own medicine. Oh my goodness! Uh, just so. What about her? Like her range as a vocalist? Oh, is it yeah. crazy? Yeah. Is it nuts? It is. It's cool because. Well, she she has that high voice that is just like unmatched. Mm-hmm. Um, and but at the same time, like uh, it was me and Haley and Grady were like the vocalists ah. for that, and then Jake Smith played um, played guitar, um, like electric, and um, and then Jasmine. I think it's Hoisington. Hoys- <laughs> Tough one to pronounce. It's not, it, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to buy her a beer. Shout and, out, Jasmine. And, yeah, I'm going to buy her a beer. <laughs> For mispronouncing like, her name yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> um, and, then, uh, and then my friend Laurel played the drums, and it was, like, so fun. Um, what were some of the songs? All of the songs. All the songs. Yeah. Um, I think we opened up with uh, 9 to 5. Yep. And That's my two-year-old's favorite song right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, we. Um, I'll have to send you a video later. Of, I want to. Um, I want to see it. Yeah, like we have so many videos, but my favorite thing was we end, we ended all the sets with a light of a clear blue morning, mm. and it literally was like I watched this video and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I was a worship leader for a while. It's like how I felt because literally, like we had like church, yeah. Because it, it was like, that's just funny. This because- funny thing of like. I like everything's gonna be all right. Yeah. Like, is everyone just chanting it? And it was this healing thing. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, because it's like, oh, we're coming out of this thing. And like, not to be corny, but like, we can like see the light and like, it's gonna be a new day. And getting to like be in that moment with, at the end of the day, like over 200 people um, was so cool. Such a gift. And, you know, I think that like Dolly really played the, faith adjacent music 
card yeah. just perfectly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, y- y- you kind of feel like church mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit with some yeah. of her songs. And she's not shy about growing up, yeah. you know, uh-huh. in a yeah. really religious house, coat of many colors, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. You know, and, and it's like, man, she really— she really was was light touch enough of, of with with the faith based thing to where she didn't turn people off. Yeah, but you still do feel like church every now and then. Yeah, listening to Dolly. yeah, like in a yeah. I I like I have these thoughts all the time. I um I don't know. I don't actively like go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and what my my go to thing is to like have maybe like one beer too many and like accidentally start talking about Jesus to mm. people <laughs> yeah. in bars and stuff. Like it's like a joke. Um, but I don't know. There's like this thing that I think, especially living in the South, like it's this thing that like many of us have experienced. Um, and it's this um, like church in its, in its best moments, our community and mm. experience of something outside of yourself. Yep. Um, something bigger. Um, and I still do that. Like I create shows so that people can like come together mm. and I sing songs about something that hopefully is bigger than me. Mm. And it's like, I don't name that stuff anymore and I don't care <laughs> like yeah. what anyone would call it or, or say like, I just want to invite people to have any type of night <laughs> that yeah. they wish to have, like with my music. Yeah. I think so, that's, I, that might be, I think what uh, turns people off about church a little bit is like the exclusivity. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you don't believe what I believe and it's wrong. Yeah. And it seems like the spaces you create aren't like yeah. that. Well, They're just a celebration. Unfortunately. I mean, like that's literally like that, that would come. When it comes down to it, that would be the reason that, like, I here, – here and there I go. One of my best friends is a pastor. So it's, like, I'm very open to it and stuff still. I mean, it's definitely, like, a part of me because of the way that I grew up and mm-hmm. stuff. But at the end of the day, like, just experiencing so many people so genuinely hurt, mm. um, I think that, like, it's – one's responsibility to ask questions about that. And so like, what do you mean? Um, if, all right, we'll get into it. Um, yeah. So like if, I don't know, in being a part of the church, if you're not asking questions about why so many people are genuinely hurt by your actions, Mm. like, if you look at Jesus, all he, all he did was encourage people to ask questions, you know, um, he, like he was so confusing. <laughs> people are still like, but what did he mean by this? <laughs> like, that's literally what people do <laughs> in churches. Um, and so the fact that like people aren't asking questions about just masses of people that are genuinely hurt by, by this like religion or this organization or this system it's so it's so tricky people that are that are outcast or ostracized by yeah by the church yeah that are are being hurt yeah by by the church or the faith or the just the people yeah i mean like all of it maybe and 
I I know I know the things literally like I know the things that people would say in, in defense because I used to do them and and like the biggest thing would be like oh well like it's it's not about like the people that are in it um it, it's about like it's or or maybe they're like they're not hurt by God they're hurt by the people mm. and it's like that's great but like how can we stop <laughs> like. I it, I know I know I'm talking really vaguely, um, probably because there's a microphone in front of me. Um, <laughs> you think we'd be having a much different conversation without the without the headphones? <laughs> maybe, maybe. But like, all I'm saying is the things that I have been a part of, the things that like, um, so many people that I know have been a part of, um. There just seems to be so much hurt still. Mm. And then on the other side of it, this bitterness. And I'm I'm intrigued by that. <laughs> I am not in this way that's like burn it all down or anything, because like I am I'm like a spiritual person. I do mm. believe in things. But you just <laughs> don't feel like there's a a, a a church family or a faith family where you feel comfortable or feel accepted or um, what? I actually feel that way. Um, I could go do that, but it's just like, there's a lot of people that you see that don't feel that way. That was my experience of. Well, it's supposed be, to be this come yeah. on in place. Like yeah. everybody's, you know, everybody's welcome, but not really if you act this yeah. way or behave this way or believe this, the way, the way that I see it right now. And like, and I, more than anything, I, I don't want to come off as like being judgmental or close-minded. Um, this is my favorite thing to talk about genuinely. So if anyone's like listening to this and wants to talk about it with me, like I'm pretty much an open book yeah. about stuff. Um, but I've been a part of things that like, um, might. <sighs> Seems like you're, you're you're tiptoeing around some I, stuff. I am. I am. You, I'm not gonna get all the way into it right. because I don't want to like. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah, is that it? And I'm just me. I'm not like this voice of like you know. And, I'm. I, yeah. I I know. I know how it is. You don't want to offend anybody. You don't want to hurt you know hurt anybody who thinks a certain way that's yes. close to you. I run into that with the podcast a lot. Yeah. And you know if. if it, it's hard to speak in vagaries sometime with, yeah. and get, and still get your point across. I will say this. I think I've been like a part of leadership and a lot of different things that um, are based around like the love of Jesus mm -hmm. um, and that story. And um, as a leader, I took that very seriously and I realized that I was leading people into a place that unfortunately one way or another, they couldn't exactly go and like be themselves at the same time. Gotcha. I feel and so you. I felt like I was a part of like misleading people mm. and that's my baggage. Like I, I'm not saying that that's everywhere, but that has like been such a difficult thing for me to realize that like just in my journey, I have to like step out and I have to ask questions and I have to look at it and say, what's wrong with this picture? 
because I thought that I was doing something that was like loving and caring. Mm. Um, when in fact it was very harmful because of the way that like, not necessarily that I treated someone, but by the way that they were treated by someone in the system that you got them into a system or a policy or Mm. like something that, that is not inclusive to them. Yeah. Um, I think that's a diplomatic way to say it. There we go. I think it sounds right. Good. I, I got there. (laughs) Well, do you, do you carry around guilt uh, uh, for that or have you been able to forgive yourself? I mean, some, um, it's, it's not so much guilt, but it's just this like desire to make it right. Yeah. And so, and that unfortunately is a tricky one. <laughs> well, that's some people's drive. Like yeah. that, that run that, I mean, some people spend their, you know, feel, you know, call it guilt if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then writing that wrong becomes the thing that, yeah. that drives them. Yeah. And I can see in creative fields like music, mm-hmm. you know, and art, like yeah. that, that seems like a real, that seems like a good you know, a good place to write from or a good way to, mm-hmm. a good thing to drive you to be able to touch people in a positive yeah. way, because maybe, you know, maybe, the, maybe you do feel mm-hmm. like, and I think like, I don't know if you're, if you're making music, maybe not always, but I really care about like spaces and what I'm inviting people into mm-hmm. um, and what I'm saying there. And I don't know, I have a microphone in front of me. Like you should probably think about, what I say and like what I'm actually doing. And maybe yeah, that's like, it matters. Yeah. And it affects people in real ways. And maybe that's the thing like is realizing that like, maybe I didn't always mm. like really ask questions of how my actions, what, what were the implications were. Yeah. 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 But so like, I still try to do that and, um, and care very much so about like writing something that is like asking those questions. For me personally, uh, like, I don't know, but like also in inviting people into, honestly, sorry, I know, I know I'm getting a little like, right. in the weeds. Mind if I burn this? Yeah, go for it. Um, but I think, honestly, I love talking about this topic. I think that so much like genuine healing needs to happen. Mm. Um, I think that so many questions need to happen. I think it would be awesome if like what I was talking about wasn't awkward, Mm. but was more so like an open dialogue and like could could continue to be in that. Like I wouldn't be like afraid to say things that are just as simple as like. I started questioning how my actions affect people while I was involved in the church. Right. And it led me outside the church. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> is it, it, do you think it, is, is it tough to spend so much time in, in, in a church in a faith community and then leave it and not feel like a bad person? Like one of the, yeah. he, like one of the heathens. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And like, for sure. And I think about that a lot too. And I think about what, um, how much assumption I'm making of like, what are my insecurities? Like, yeah. do I feel like, right? you know, and, and same for everyone else. It's like, what assumptions are they making? Like, do they belong? And like, 
And is it just an assumption that like, and is that just a miscommunication? I don't know. But then also at the end of the day, it's like, I know for a fact that there are policies in place of things that like keep like the gay community out of like being a part of stuff that I have been a part of before. Like, and I've seen a lot of my friends be hurt by that. Yeah. Um, and not so, accepted. Yeah. Or yeah. excluded. Yeah, no, exactly. And so it's like, have you tried the Unitarian church? I haven't. Yeah. Should I Just check it out? All right. Uh, whoever's listening, let's go. You guys give me a date. We'll take a field trip. <laughs> you should go. They're going to, they're going to open back up. Uh, in August, I think August fifteenth oh, cool. or something like that, they're going to start doing in person. All again. right, August fifteenth. I think I think that's Damn. right. I, so I I could be wrong, but I think I think that's right. But yeah. that's always how what I recommend to. It's always what I recommend to people who still want to feel spiritual, but yeah. maybe don't want to be told how to and like practice I, and believe. Yeah, I definitely have that in my ways, and I'm like, I'm I'm doing all right. It's just that like I get so. I get so mad because I've seen I've seen so much hurt yeah. being done in this thing that like is yeah. supposed to be about love. <laughs> yeah. And I, so Yeah, it's it's a bummer because it's just it, it it gets so righteous that if you don't fall in line, you can easily get be yeah. hurt by it. And, and I don't think that was ever the in, intent. Yeah. And the tricky, the trickiest thing about it is that so much good is done mm. as well. Yeah, there's a know? ton of good. So there's like what do we do with this? And, but my thing is like, we have to ask questions about how, like at the end of the day, potentially the more so like marginalized people are still the ones that are being hurt Mm. the most. Yeah. That is not the Jesus that I learned about. Mm. (laughs) And so I'm just saying like, let's get a beer and talk about it. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody (laughs) did a beer church thing. I forget. I forget what it was. It's like, yeah. Uh, I got an invite for it on Facebook. I was like, that's a good idea. That's a good approach. That's a good, <laughs> probably get some more people involved. Uh, I was listening to your music this morning. Okay. Nervous kid is the best name for an album. Maybe. <laughs> I've it's ever so heard. funny. It's like, you don't seem nervous to me. Oh, are you? Or it, it, it's or, a lot of like, I, I, well, yeah. Um, I get nervous. I, I get stressed about stuff and anxiety. Yeah. I yeah. think it manifests like more so anxiety about yeah. stuff. And I like really hold on tight to it. Yeah. And like, I think that I've potentially gotten good at seeming like I'm not like, and I'm actually like a pretty chill person, but I don't know. Like I'll, if I have a show or something and there's like a lot going on and there's like stress, it's like only I will know that, mm. you know, um, and I'm getting better about sharing that with people. Um, but I don't know. I, I think also like Nervous Kid, the title kind of came out of like, well, I guess I'm going to do this because before that ah. I um, had never really surrendered to like wanting to be a musician and wanting to like figure it out and um and so there were so many nerves um i did an indiegogo which is kind of like a kickstarter for it um for the album yeah yeah and like a lot of people helped me pay for it Uh, but that was like it was it was more so like an ode to all of the nerves that like took place to make that an actual 
thing gotcha. in existence. Um, and a lot of the songs on it um, are kind of addressing like just kind of the daily. Um, the, the best way that I can talk about it is actually the album artwork, which is so fun. Uh, my friend John Pemberton did it. He's like a local artist. He sometimes has uh, showcases at Rala or like places gotcha. around town. Um, but I went to him and he, uh, I saw some of his work, uh, from like a year ago and it was this like human body with like an animal face. <laughs> and I was like, these are so cool. Can you do this for me? Except can you like display like everyday life and tension and anxiety, like through this artwork. And so he used like animal relationships um so if you look at any of the singles or any of the artwork like the the main one is like uh these two little kids but one has a cat face and one has a bird face and they're like playing <laughs> and it's just like oh like i love it that's like so fun and cute and also like so tense at the same time mm, and weird yeah. and then there's like one that he did that i was like this is the coolest thing ever um it's these three workers around a water cooler at the office and two, two are rabbits and one is a fox. And Love so, it. yeah. And so it's just like, he just dis displayed this, what I feel like everyday tension that we all experience. It's like, we're living our daily lives. And then all of a sudden there's like this pang of fear or anxiety mm. or something. And, um, and so I feel like that's kind of like what I wrote about, um, is I took all of those that I was experiencing and I put them into songs and I could go into like any of the songs and be like, this is the fear that I was wrestling with at the time. And so, but, uh, but yeah, so it's a badass album. Thanks. I'm so proud of it. Are you? Yeah. I'm so you proud of it. And, and, uh, my, my good friend, uh, Cody Barnhart, um, we used to play together a lot, but he was like so pivotal in that album. Like it wouldn't exist without him. Like he helped me write the music. Did he for produce it? Um, he kind of like co-produced it. Yeah. Um, our friend Chris in Jamestown, um, it's a Chris, Christopher Barrett Riley is his name. And he, uh, has like a little studio in Jamestown. Where's that? Um, it's on your way to Crossville. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's so, in Tennessee. Yeah, it's that, not too far that's away. Where you cut, that's mm -hmm. where you track the whole thing? Yeah, he has a studio on a farm, and we went up five different weekends one year. Mm, and how um, fun. It was really fun. He he grew up with my drummer, Joey. Um, and so okay. and Joey's like one of my best friends. And um, so kind of got connected through that. Um, and yeah, it was super fun. Um, such a fun process making that album, too. Um but yeah, it was cool because it was like, we did some pre-production for it. Um, and the coolest thing I think about the album was like, I, um, I had like this list of songs. That I was like, these are the songs. Um, let's make an album. And then we started doing pre-production and then like four new songs kind of like came out of that time. Like I wrote them very quickly before you were at the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And like replaced some of the songs and it, it kind of became what I think was a little bit more of like a storyline and like this whole picture. Did you make a concept album? I made a concept <laughs> album. Um, 
Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I did. Um, but yeah, like it just like all these songs just kind of like poured out of me after having like the idea of like. Well, the idea of the title for Nervous Kid, um, but then also just kind of like getting to envision the sound, because if you listen to any of my stuff previous to this, like it sounds different. This one's a little bit more poppy, mm. um, like indie pop, I guess. and um and also like fun really fun sounding um but also like still dealing with like some some content yeah well it what i find interesting about it and i've listened to it a couple times now is that if you want to sit there and and dig in into it you can get really introspective with it and you can Mm, and you can you can feel the feels but it's also very easy to listen to that was my absolute goal Really? It. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was let, let people choose their own adventure. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. And it, you, like you, you hit the nail on uh, the head. Thanks. Thanks so much. It was literally the goal up front was to make songs that like, cause I felt like timing wise, it's what we needed. Mm. Um, we either needed to dive deep or take a break. Was it 2019? <laughs> it came out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and so, and that's kind of how I feel about shows too. Like I, I love making music. I love writing, but I'm always envisioning like the live show. Like that's mm. my favorite part of, of doing music. Really? Uh, yeah. And like inviting people in and like having, I don't know, like just an experience together, you know? And so, um, so I think that that's kind of the thing is like, hopefully making something that is like entertaining enough to let people off the hook. Because when I first started making music, I did not know how to do that. And I'm a singer songwriter. So I'm writing about my feelings. Yeah. Um, and I would get hired at like sugar mamas. Um, yeah. I don't know if you remember, it's like, yeah, it's where, in the old Nama. It's really small. Yeah. Well, it's spot. where a uh, turn club is. Wait, where what? Uh, so turn club is there now. It's like on gay street. Yeah. yeah the hundred block. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, um, yeah. So whenever it existed, I would get hired to play and, um, it was like my first Knoxville gig played in the back corner next to a yeah. trash can, yeah. like classic. And, <laughs> um, and I just like, didn't really know how to like, I don't know. There was this disconnect of people like just wanting to go out for a beer. Yeah. And, and then you're, you're over here the making corner. them deal with emotions. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, like here's a song about, how I hide from people and you do too. Like, and, and it's just like, cool. I'm going to go to yeah. the bar next door. You, you weren't quite, uh, you, you weren't quite adept at reading the room. Yeah, just yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually though, I would sing and I would be like in a panic while playing. And I'm like, this is wrong. <laughs> like, really? this is like, not what I, like, I am failing at. Like, I feel like I w- was reading the room and I was just like, this, this is the is wrong not, room. This is not what people want right now. And I don't have any other thing to play except for Taylor Swift songs and Justin Bieber. And, um, and probably did at that point. That, just had to. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I just like kind of, once that happened, I was like, how do I make something that like is palatable to anyone that's just out and yeah. like needs a beer. Yeah. And also, Like if you stick around just a little bit longer, then maybe there's something that can start a conversation. Sure. Like actually like the stuff of life. Yeah. Um, 
Have you been to, uh, have you seen Pink Moon Studios? Oh yeah, I've been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to record um, a song there last November, so. That place but is badass. It's the most beautiful place in Knoxville. It's Isn't it amazing? I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. I was going to ask if you if you were going to cut something in there. Is that uh, where you, that's where you did the Christmas thing? Yeah, yeah. Is that one out? It is. I'm going to re-release it around okay. Christmas um cuz I uh was planning on releasing it and uh doing the whole like release bit thing yeah. and then I got covid and I was just like I oh, don't no. want to do anything for for like How'd you do with covid? Uh it sucked. Was it, it awful? It well it sucked for 3 days. Um and then I was just really tired. Mm. Like Did you lose smell and all that? I didn't know but okay. my roommates did. So ah, actually, so you guys all got it. Yeah. Got, got, the whole house got it. Yeah, there was four of us living there at the time and we all got it and um yeah, and so it it was I mean, obviously, like, also lucky, like, because it was pretty mild for all of us, like, even though it was, it was bad, but, you know, like, obviously could have been a lot worse. And so. Yeah, you're um, young. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, in, anyway, like, released the song while I was, like, pretty much just lying in my bed trying to, like, wake up. <laughs> so so, you, so you felt like you didn't give it an honest shot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, but anyway, it, I don't know. It was supposed to be a part of like a collaboration and that didn't work either. And so I think it's going to happen like this next year, potentially who yeah. knows, but, um, but yeah, it's fun. I'm really proud of it. Um, and so it's like a fun little Christmas yeah. song. Has you know, Mike McGill, bells. do you know who that is? He's been around forever. He's a, he's a musician. Uh, in town, he's he's been on my podcast a couple times. Ah. Um, he does uh, the Mike McGill Christmas Spectacular every mm. year at Barley's, and oh. does a big fundraiser for uh, yeah. Does a big fundraiser for Second Harvest and I've raises seen... like six thousand dollars every year for yeah. him or something. That's cool. I've seen that event. I don't know Mike personally, but I should hook you guys up yeah, because that'd be cool. he, he it's like a rotate. It's like a variety show. Yeah. The, the, the spectacular so you fun. can come play I your song. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and he gets the whole community involved, and everybody loves it. It's just a big love fest, and everybody's yeah. everybody's pitching in and, I love and doing the thing. It's really cool. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Where, um, uh, yeah, Pink Pink Moon is awesome. I think it's like for sure state of the art, best state of the, of the art. best. Yeah, and like I'm currently like uh working on some new recording stuff, and if it works out, like who knows? Like we might end up uh trying to record there. Uh, for parts of it, but I'm working with my friend Vincent Charlo. He's like a local artist. Mm. Um, that'd be another person that'd be fun for you to interview. He's oh, in the cool. process of like releasing a new album. Hook us up. Yeah, for sure. Love to talk to him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, he has like a home studio, so we're demoing things out like every Wednesday morning right now, and um, it's looking like it's gonna be like a five song EP, and it's just like songs that I wrote like during the last year or so. Um, and then like, I have these other songs, like, I don't know if I sh- should just like release like two different EPs cause they don't really blend well together. Cause one's like kind of like boppy love songs. Mm. They're like chill and fun. And then the other one's just like about like life and death and like all of this like self-reflection. And I didn't really marry the two well in this time. Like, uh, because I feel like, I feel like the songs that are, are a little bit heavier needed to be that. Um, and, um, and they're also like a little bit more rock and roll this time, which is fun. Is that what a good producer does though? Like, can, a, can a good producer get, get those two to line up on an Maybe. album? Yeah. We'll have to ask Sam, Sam yeah. Thomas that produced the podcast. He's, uh, 
Yeah. He knows, he knows maybe his stuff. Maybe that's the trick. Yeah. Um, I also have like a small dream of uh, starting another project that's like a surf rock band. Ooh, fun. Yeah. And so I'm like, maybe those songs can be that, but who knows? I'm just dreaming. With your, uh, I've got one more question for you because yeah. I, because I'm, I'm, I'm interested from a couple of different conversations that we've had here. Yeah. Is the, is the live perform? you said like you write the music and, and you know, you, you mean it, you're a song, singer songwriter, but the performance is the thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You. So fun. Is it, is it cathartic when you're up there? Do you feel like it's, do you feel like it's, I don't want to say penance, but do you feel like it's your, huh. like, you know huh. what I mean? Yeah. Your way of giving back? Maybe. I've never, never in my life have I thought that. Um, but also I don't know if you're completely wrong. Cause, um, I could, I could see that. I, I really, I really believe in what I'm doing right mm. now. Um, I, I have like, several experiences now of where I just like really believe in the songs that I'm getting to play and what I'm getting to invite people into. Mm. Um, and my vision for the next year. Um, and so I don't know, that's like a really, really good feeling to, to believe in what I'm doing and invite people into it. And like, and it be, this like just such a joyful experience. Yeah, it works, right? Yeah, it, it, it's it's yeah. like it's it's what you love. Mm -hmm. uh, it's what you want to put out there, and then it actually works when yeah. it happens. Like <laughs> yeah. that's the that's that's that gives you a high. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Like we, especially when you're nervous and afraid you're gonna, you know, because yeah. you know how badly stuff uh -huh. like that could go, and when it yeah. doesn't go that way, yeah, it's it feels true. like you really won. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we we had a show last. Sunday and um it was really cool. It was the first time I ever got hired to play at Barley's in the old city. That's um, pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. And um and so it was cool. We like brought some friends in uh from Indianapolis because like everyone's just kinda like, let me like I wanna get out of town and play a show. Sure. And so like she brought her band up and um it was really, really fun. They just like stayed at my house for the weekend. Um, but it was like I think it's a mixture of things right now. I think that like what I'm building alongside people that have similar visions to me, like, mm. and who I choose to like share a stage with. Um, I think that we are just genuinely trying to provide a space for people to like find what they need. <laughs> um, whether that be like right now, I um, am very determined to kind of like provide an outlet for healing for the past year or mm. so um, to use music in that, to not like pressure anyone because there's like this resistance to, um, to acknowledging that like we all probably have like at least a little trauma yeah, a little from PTSD. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's kind of like this eagerness to be like, well, we're back at it and yeah. everything's fine and yeah. la, la la la. And, um, and at the same time, it's like, I think the artist's responsibility is to tune in to what's going on in the world around them. And, um, <laughs> and to like provide people spaces, um, either in the song itself. Um, if you're like a painter, like through the project itself, like 
provide people an outlet to feel what they mm. might be resisting. Yeah. And, um, and I think that like, we have much healing to do, not only from like the past year, but like the past half decade, mm-hmm. um, of everything that's been going on and, and all of the just, um, emotional pain. It's that, like, really felt tense. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's yeah. starting to feel, it, it mm-hmm. almost, it's that Dolly song, the, yeah. the, you know, yeah. of yeah. a clear blue morning. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, for sure. kind of feels like the, the fog is lifting a little bit Uh-huh. Yeah. and things can maybe hopefully get close to back to yeah. You know, yeah. normal and not so tense. Yeah, for sure. And I think like, and I, I don't know, I think like just providing people that space and it's like whatever healing, when I say that, I don't want to be like. I know what's good for you or anything. I'm saying like, I want to provide people a space to dance if they need to dance. Yeah. I want to provide a space for people to yeah. have conversations at like the bar with their person that they haven't seen. When I have, I want to provide a space to like, here's a new song that I wrote. That's about my personal like experience of the past year. Maybe it connects yeah. with you. And I think that like those spaces are really important. And I, uh, I have to do them. That's what I feel with your music is Hmm. it's like, it's almost a service to the listener of like, here, here it is. Take it, take it for what, for take this and use it how you want to, or just, or not, you know, that's fine too. Just let it play in the background. Take it or leave it, honestly. Like, I truly believe that. And I think that that might be the difference of like the things that I used to do. And if right. that's my penance, then that's my penance. I love it. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, anything coming up shows or anything? Yeah. Um, I always have stuff going on. Um, I'm going to be playing. They're not announced yet. Uh, so I'm not going to say the names, but there's a couple festivals coming up okay. in August that I'm going to be doing. Um, and that'll be on my social media. Um, okay. Which is Kelsey Walker. It's um, so Instagram is at, Hey, this is Kelsey, like H-E-Y, oh, yeah, yeah. this is K-E-L-S-I. Yeah. Um, and then like Kelsey Walker music on literally everything else. Cool. Um, it's not hard to find. Yeah. And then I have a, a house show coming with up. Um, I think it, it like just got confirmed. We're going to sell tickets. It's like a yard show mm, situation. Fun. And my friend Riley Moore is coming up. Um, this is, um, he's from Nashville, really good singer songwriter. Cool. So we're just going to do like a little thing in a backyard and uh, that's July 16th. And those are kind of like the big ones okay. right now. And uh, yeah, but I'm always kind of talking about what I'm up to. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming to do this. Thank you I'm for glad. having me. This is so cool. What you have here. Thank you very yeah, much. Absolutely. And we'll, uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Yeah. Sounds great. Take care. <laughs> How was it? That's fun. Glad she came by. Love her music. Love uh, her. She's a great person. Thank you guys for being here. Appreciate it a lot. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do it. Leave the whatever with you. Two star. I, you know, it is a one star. Come on. Come on. This is a four star affair, right? Thank you guys for being here. Be good. Take care of each other. Love you all. Talk to you soon. Pitchwire. Play me out.